the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Dave Ellswick Replay. Catch the show weekdays from 7 to 11 on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, 9 o'clock. Kenny, uh, Kenny Wallace has joined us at 10 o'clock. We're going to talk to him about some special elections that are getting ready to happen. And my question on that is how come and how, why are they able to do this? They passed a law that said those are illegal. Now, I... I I have some funny feeling they were able to squirm around on the dates because of uh, the dates uh, that the law goes. I don't know if it was a uh, when that was passed, if it became law immediately when passed. If if not, uh, then they it didn't take became law until August 1st. So they would could have said, well, we want to have a special election at this time. Uh, in August, and uh, we got to get the ballots ready and all that. So they went to court, and the courts gave them the okay. We'll find out if that's the case or not. All right, big story that's going on right now, and it's going to get bigger as uh, this season and the next couple of seasons uh, continue in the NCAA, and that is NIL, Name Image Likeness. That's what it stands for. And it is being able to, to uh, they use an algorithm on this. I think it's, uh, was it On3? Is that who it is, On3.com? That yeah, does, On3 Sports. Yeah, it does this. And it depends on your performance, how many people see your performance. And I forget there's a third one, uh, a third issue here. There's three things they look at, and they are able, uh, I think, your influence. This gives you the opportunity to show that I can do all three of those, and because I can, I'm worth X amount of money because I can do those three things. For instance, right now, uh, Arch Manning, who committed to Texas to be their quarterback, uh, now his last name doesn't hurt anything. Arch Manning has yet to take a snap for the Longhorns at all, okay? Uh, But On3's algorithm ranks him above every current college player in terms of his NIL worth. As of now, Manning doesn't have any endorsement deals, although that's coming, all right? Uh, But with On3 as the standard, uh, company uh, that companies look at when negotiating, they will absolutely be coming. His social media following is 224,000 people right now. That's less than the second-ranked high school nil player, Tennessee commit Nico Lamaliava, I think is how he pronounces it. I'm Aleva. I'm Aleva, okay. He boasts a valuation of $1.2 million. Unlike Manning, the Vols' future QB has already inked deals highlighted by Leaf trading cards. 
it's wild to see high school prospects with valuations in the millions, but that's the reality that we're dealing with now, folks. So what what are we talking about uh, when it comes to Arch Manning? How about three and a half million dollars? Three and a half million dollars. Now, yesterday or day before, the NCAA kind of got involved in this because they're trying what what it is right now is the Wild West is what you got going on, and they're trying to bring some 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 I, I guess control to all of this because the bigger the school you are the more nil a, a player can be expected to to be able to pull in well and it's 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 that but then it also has to do with the type of boosters you've got as well okay so I'll, I'll go back putting, the putting, look at Alabama yeah exactly all right look at I would say USC UCLA, Notre Dame. I'm, I'm just going to name some programs. These are perennial uh, football programs that have huge followings. I mean, huge followings. I think you can throw Clemson in there now. You can probably throw in uh, who's somebody else that we could throw in. Are you go to the Big Ten, Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Another, another, another couple. Uh, Big Twelve. UCLA can throw them in. They got a big following. May not be as big in football as it is in basketball. Not as big as it used to be, but still large. Uh, Oregon, you know, fo- football. Uh, just, uh, I mean, just some some names that throw. LSU. LSU has a huge following, uh, and you just go on and on. You know, they got bigger followings than. You know, uh, San Diego State, okay? <laughs> Let's put it that way. Or, or uh, the University of Nevada. Yep. Although the running Rebels, when Tarkanian was there, probably could have got some players some nil money, to be honest with you. But bottom line is, uh, this is a whole new uh, world that we're stepping into. And you and I talked about this not more than two months ago, and we had the... Uh, Head coach Rice in here. Yeah, Jimmy. the head coach, and we we asked him about high school, and he said it's coming. And I just named two players, just two players a moment ago. One making one point five million, the other making three point five million. Haven't taken a snap yet yeah. in college ball. And that's where I'm sure there is probably an agreement in there where they get the money when they play. I would think. I would think. Because I've not seen case, a contract. I have no idea. In that case, these these companies are pretty much relying on these kids to perform. And when they don't perform, they either transfer out or they're just done. They take the money and run. For instance, right now at Texas, you know, we're talking about Arch Manning. The guy in front of him, Quinn Quinn Ewers, who was a starter, was actually at Ohio State, quit high school football his senior year, pretty much left, went to Ohio State first made about the same as the Nico kid from Tennessee and didn't get the starting job and pretty much took the money and left. Left and went down to Texas and is now the starting quarterback for Texas and probably will be this year and maybe next. So there's another component where 
we're not seeing there. Arch Manning probably won't see the field at all this season unless the Ewers kid gets hurt or Texas That's is right. blowing out somebody. Yeah. So it's just it, it's it is really a wild scene right now in the college football world. You know, we talk about you know there's NIL in basketball. There's a little bit of NIL in college baseball. It college football is a different animal. It has become. It's it, it, my favorite. It's my fo- it's my most favorite sport to watch because college football is just different from the NFL. I love I love college football. I, I'll, I'll tell you something else. I like college basketball. I do too. And uh, and and here's something for you. Let me bring up a name to you, Brony James. Oh, Brony, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That's uh, LeBron's son. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you know what his his worth is right now? Seven point five million dollars. $7.5 million. He's the 40th ranked player of the 2023 class. But the James name clearly is going to carry a lot ton of weight here. LeBron's son, his nil evaluation is $7.5 million. Nearly double the value of any other athlete in high school or college. Clearly his social media following of million isn't hurting anything. The combo guard, who is heavily favoring Ohio State but has yet to commit, has already sealed major deals with Nike, beats by Dre. He will have his own underwear line with PSD underwear. Now listen listen to this one for... uh, a real understanding of where this is at now. And I, I think it's it's already out of control. I think it's out of control. A single Instagram post from Bronny James will cost a company $46,000. And if you don't believe that's absurd about this, uh, it, it's, it's, inc- it's incredible. Forty-six grand just to get an Instagram post. While the majority of high school and college players will never surpass a million dollars during their playing careers, there is certainly money going around, and even a few thousand bucks for a kicker or reserve makes a significant difference. The game has officially changed, and it will be fascinating to see how it impacts college athletics moving forward. That's from Sean Labar. Uh, who is a hard-line D.C. fan, all four teams, college football and the NFL are his largest passions, lives in Virginia, and uh, writes for Twitter. There you go. Lots of money out there. Is it good or bad? Or what, what needs to be done, do you think, Aaron? You're my, you're my sports guru here. What do you think needs to be done? And is the NCAA doing enough to get this under control because it's going to be a lot of haves but a whole lot more have-nots out there. I don't really know if the NCAA can do anymore is the deal. I think what, and I really hope it doesn't come to this point, I think the states are going to have to get involved and the state governments are going to have to get involved in all of this because this is a lot of money we're talking. I mean, this is not, you know, a couple thousand going through. This is millions and millions of dollars. I mean, Arkansas right now, you know, everybody talks about the Alabamas, the LSUs, you know, the, the USC's and UCLA's. Yeah, go Tiger, Steve. Um, 
Arkansas is a big time NIL spot in the. I would say in the middle part of America too, because you've got Walmart, you've got JD Hunt, you've got uh-huh. a couple of other big corporations up there. So it's this is what people wanted though. This is what college football fans wanted. This is what all of the big time analysts wanted. You know, we have to find a way to get these kids paid because you know we're doing all this stuff for college football on TV, all these deals players aren't getting any of it and i'm to a certain extent i agree you know i think the kids should get paid for that because it's their name name and likeness and they're using everything but on the other side of that this is a lot of money we're talking about and if it's not used properly by the the players and then the companies take too much of a risk of it this can get really bad really quick and i'm not sure how they're they would be able to regulate it. That was the big problem before they even accepted all of this was how are we going to regulate it? And I think the process of pretty much allowing this went way too fast. I think mm-hmm. with the way it, it, the whole process went was too fast. I don't think they thought it out quick enough, and I think we're seeing the repercussions of it now. All right. So uh, that's uh, that's – I just wanted to spend a little bit of time on this, and uh, I'll take a break here in just a second. I want to point this out, too. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. We're also seeing teams now wanting to move conferences because of TV rights and NIL deals. Nobody wants to talk about NIL. We always talk about TV deals you know, and all this other stuff. NIL has a lot to do with that, Dave. Well, Big Ten is looking to expand some more. Exactly. Like, They're going to go cherry-pick the Pac-12. Pretty much. And there was talk the other day, you know, my team, Florida State, was talk, they were mixed in with that, moving into the Big Ten. And now, they're ACC, right? Exactly. The Pac-10 and the ACC, which are east and west coast, are really in a hole right now. The Pac-12 is the only other conf- Power Five conference that hasn't made a big-time TV deal in the offseason. Now, let me just say – what does that say for Clemson? I mean, there there's a lot of money on the table when you say Clemson. Uh, and I believe Clemson was in that mix too. So it's this it, we're seeing college football. I would say the the climate changed more drastically than we've ever seen it before. <laughs> I mean, we've seen no we've kidding gone through stages where teams move conferences, you know, for TV rides and stuff. But this is this is a completely different deal. I think we're going to end up having a Power 3 conference, and it's going to be a super conference, and the best two teams out of those conferences will play championships. Thank goodness, though, we got a 16-team playoff starting next year. Yeah. That that helps out this whole process. All right. So you get all of that. Now, last question for you. Let me bring up a, a an, infamous, an infamous name from uh, Hog Football. I bet you you can name – you can think about the name that I'm going to bring up. Petrino. Yes. Went to LSU. Texas A&M. Oh, Texas A&M. Pardon me. Yeah. Goes to Texas A&M. Which is even worse. Uh, what's his effect on the offense over there? It, I think this is the last-ditch effort for Jimbo. And I already I am not a big fan of Jimbo at all. Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher, the head coach of A&M, was a Florida, former Florida State head coach, won a mm-hmm. national championship, left the program in shambles. This is his last-ditch last effort 
for Texas A&M's football program because Kevin Sumlin had it going there for a little bit, and then it it went off the rails big time. They brought in Jimbo, gave him that huge contract. Yeah, big. I think it's like a 10-year, multi-million dollar deal. He's got a huge ego problem, too. The offense, ever since he got there, hasn't been where it's been in the past. They was always running an old offense, not getting in the gun, going no huddle. He's going to bring Bobby in. Bobby's is completely different when it comes to offensive schemes. So it's going to be a banker break here for A&M, in my totally honest opinion. If Bobby gets it done, A&M could be the next, I would say, Tennessee where they've been kind of steady there for a long time and then all of a sudden here they come. Get back up to the top. Or it's going to sputter and they're both they're, both of their egos are going to clash and the program is going to fall down in shambles. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I think, because to be able to run Petrino's offense, you got to have the right players. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, Texas A&M does not have the right players to run Bobby Petrino's offense. No, the only one they've got, they've got a quarterback, the Wegman kid. He is, he is a prototypical, you know, spread offense, get around, throw the ball everywhere. But they just lost their really good running back, which was all they had really on offense. And they've got to find guys that are going to stand up. And hopefully Arkansas can take advantage of that. Yep, I'm hoping so. Because it would make me happier than a pig in mud to see us knock them off again this year. Me too, Dave. Or this year. I mean, last year they lucked out beat us, I believe. Let's not talk about that. Right. Why you got to bring up old stuff? Yeah, well, what can I say? Let's talk about PI Roofing. Speaking truth, best roofing company around. Take care of your roof. Do a professional job. They're your roof leak detectives. But here's what else they are. General construction contractors that means if other things have happened because water has gotten into your house because your roof is leaking they can get the people to take care of getting that fixed for you or if you got uh, you know things that you need done around your house they can do that as well had a tree fall fell on let's say fell on your uh, your greenhouse they can get out and fix that up for you Give them a call. Let PI Roofing take care of, of it for you. They'll come out. They'll give you a, you know, a, here's how much it's going to cost, and uh, you can work with them, and they'll work with your uh, insurances, the insurances involved in it as well. Just call PI Roofing at uh, 501-707-3115, 501-707-3115. Tell them that Dave told you to call them. Or visit them online, piroofing.com. Reasoned or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And they just want to pass tax increases. That's what they love to do. Kenny Wallace in the studio with me. Kenny, it's good to see you again. Glad you've been. Where you been? You got a great tan going here, dude. <laughs> I've actually been uh, a little bit of swimming, uh, taking a little bit of summer off, although occasionally doing some political stuff. Uh, gone up and film. Uh, of course, you can check me out on Just the Right Angle on YouTube, as well as Keep Arkansas Legal on there and on Rumble, where I've been occasionally going around the state dealing with uh, this the latest thing is a bunch of these crypto mining facilities that were set up. I was there up in Harrison when, when part of the time when they were fighting that issue. Um, and, of course, I've been kind of taking a little bit of time off, spending time with the fiancé, Rebecca, 
Uh, and how's she doing? I haven't seen Rebecca in a long time. Uh, she's down there in Lincoln County uh, working. She was with me with the Carrie Lake event. Right. Um, where we, uh, I was supposed to be at that, but because she was going to come in so late, we decided to put it off, and we did an interview the next day before she left. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are having to deal with, you know, other life issues and non-political jobs and so it, it just uh, we do make a living at other things <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah a lot of us do uh but yeah i've been i've been busy a little bit trying to do uh podcast um, podcasts i'm on podbean as well i'm trying to set up where i go every wednesday at twelve thirty, just on my own on podbean and uh, try to live stream and rumble and just talk about various issues i try to keep it local and, and you know find ways to you know, people to you know deal with things that people can actually get involved in because i mean you know you can talk about all the indictments against trump and the money going to i Ukraine. let everybody else talk about that. yeah we got, exactly. I got after i get off the air we've got six other talk show hosts and that's all they're going to talk about yeah so why do i want to talk about that yeah let them let let the people higher up take care of that now let them take care of it. i don't even consider it higher up because i believe it's a higher calling to take care of local issues exactly and that's part of the reason i'm here today yeah, that's, and that's why I got you here, because if there's one person I know I can turn to that can give me information about what I had from yesterday when I, I saw, and you mentioned to me, that there were going to be three special elections coming up dealing basically with property taxes again, I was like, no, wait a second, I thought that we couldn't have special elections anymore. <laughs> and then you told me as soon as you walked in and I asked you, you said, it doesn't start till next year. Yep, yep. So rewind. Uh, there's been there were multiple attempts to get rid of special election tax increases, oh, and for years. D- and despite having a Republican supermajority, thanks to the efforts of mainly, uh, most likely, the Arkansas Chamber of Commerce and Randy Zook, who needs to be completely ousted from the Republican Party just for his opposition to the Safe Act, like Asa Hutchinson. But among other things, he's done is he sabotaged any efforts to get rid of special election tax increases. These are taxes that are scheduled at a at a off time, knowing full well that a large member of the population will not be knowing that it's happening. Oftentimes, it's scheduled during holidays. There's, there's of course, Valentine's Day was. Oh when yeah, was I remember that. That was in North Little Rock, where yep. I live. And they use that to, to turn the North Rock High School into a giant Taj Mahal where they're still not getting educated. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's talk about that because I'm, I bring this up to them every once in a while. And Jimmy Cavan is a part of the show now, and we, he brings it up as well. I, I told, and you remember this clearly, we told everybody that just because you got really nice buildings and because you're going to have a, a super football field and all these other things, you know, the most important thing that schools do is teach your children. Mm-hmm. And right now, 75% of the kids that graduate over in North Little Rock can't read at grade level. Yep. So how are you feeling about paying all those extra you know, property taxes? It was a waste. We told them. We, we begged them on the air, don't vote for this, and they still did. Yep. Yep. And uh, and since then, they passed another uh, sales tax increase in North Little Rock to build a millennial complex to make Argenta look good. Argenta does look good, uh, but when you go outside Argenta, you see the potholes and the flooding and the and the abject poverty. And, and why does Argenta look good? Because it's making money. That's why it looks good. Mm-hmm. They got some nice restaurants. They got some places to go to be entertained and things of that nature. So, zero in on that. 
North Little Rock, and you'll find, I mean, that, isn't that why you brought the ballpark over there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking, what is the big restaurant that closed down there on the corner on uh, Broadway? It was an Irish... Uh, yeah, the Irish pub place. That's, yeah, Cregan's. Yeah, Cregan's. How long has it been out of business now? Yeah, about two years, I think. Wow. Yeah, that was a big place. That it was, was a good place to go, too. It had great food. Yeah. I guess, uh, I guess COVID killed it. Yeah, COVID and, what happened. And, and yeah, but I'm sure, I guarantee you, property and sales tax didn't help. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is these these tax increases actually harm mom and pop stores. Uh, they or they keep them from ever opening up in the in the first place. Uh, people when they look for a bit, you know, the place to open up a business, that's one of the chief things they look for. It's not their you know bathroom policy or their LGBTQ or whatever that what? stuff is. No, you're kidding me. When when a people look for a bit, when a business looks for a place to open up, the first thing they look for is the cost. How much is it going to cost, and how much money can I make? That's exactly right. That's not a bad thing to think about. Bottom line, something that you got to pay attention to if you're a businessman yep. or a woman. Exactly. Well. Uh, so there are three taxes that I know of that are happening August 8th. So anyway, the special election tax increase, the ban on that, does not go into effect until next year. So right now there are uh, at least two – I believe there is at least a date in September and then in November where they can still uh, schedule a tax increase. Uh, Frank Scott Jr. in Little Rock is trying to schedule one for Talked November. Talked about this yesterday. That's what brought – Got me thinking about you, and then you hit me with that there were three of these special elections coming up. And he, he actually mentioned in one article uh, that if that they need to put it on November because the, the political landscape is going to be different because the next time they have to put it on would be during the primary in March. And they know that if they put it on, it's highly likely that it's going to be defeated. I will give it a 98% at being beaten. Yeah. Where everybody can vote on it and knows that they can vote on it. And, uh, of course, thankfully, uh, concerned citizens, the last time Mayor Frank Scott tried this was, I believe, in September of, was it 21? Yeah, last last year, wasn't it? Maybe it was year before. Year, yeah, and uh, I remember. It hasn't been that long, and I, it, it was like it hadn't been long before that that he pulled down he was going to do it again before that and then he decided not to yeah i think he first decided not to because mainly of uh, i think covid um you know the fauci flu was was you know, you know getting people you know disinterested in a lot of uh, things regarding government so he pulled it down then but now then he tried it i think and i think it was september of 2021 because uh, i remember campaigning against it uh, Americans for Prosperity, a lot of other mm-hmm. concerned groups rose up and managed to defeat that. But if you don't have a, a conservative organization in a local area, you know, defeating these local tax increases is very difficult. And unfortunately, you know, you, you have Republican parties and you usually have county committees, but oftentimes, for one reason or another, they don't uh, oftentimes get. Sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. But if they can't get involved, or another, you know, local concern group, they just group, don't even know, so they can get involved. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, matter of fact, Jefferson County, their GOP meeting is tonight uh, over at six at the Larry's Pizza in Whitehall, uh, and I've already let some of them know, hey, this is going on, because there's likely some of them that don't even know this is happening. And the thing is, is if you can let a a few Republicans know, even if it's in a blue county or state, it can make the difference in whether or not this tax increase, which is like millions of dollars, gets passed or failed. 
the first one I want to talk about is the one in Sebastian County. Uh, the tax, if there were what's doing is known as a tax extension, which means that earlier they they put forth a tax increase and then they promise it the sunset, mm-hmm. and 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 the, and now by doing this they they've shown you that they've lied to you. So right again, right off the bat, you should vote against it just for that because they lied to you when they said it was going to sunset. And in fact, they they put a budget to where now they're dependent on it being an extension. So they try to market it as claiming taxes won't go up. When in fact, people need to. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And so this would generate more than thirty-three point seven million dollars. Uh, um, and then the Sebastian County would receive more than uh, four point eight million of the remainder split between the county's eleven cities and incorporated cities, uh, and it's supposedly based on population. Okay, so everybody has their hand out on this one. Mm-hmm. This is now this is a whole county. Mainly if the big yeah. city there is Fort Smith, uh, but there's other little cities there, uh, where you know that are going to get hit with this too. Now this is a sales tax. Uh, so this would hurt any time you buy an item. And if you look on most utility bills, you'll find sales tax on there as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So it, it hurts your utilities. Your utilities don't have a chance to go down. And uh, I looked up some of the, according to what they, the people that are pushing this, the funds will be credited as they are now, which is follows operation of the county prison. And that's the big one. That's 54.5%. Okay. So over half of it was supposed to go to the prison, which begs the question, why are they doing this when uh, Arkansas is supposed to be building a prison to alleviate the counties? Uh, when we just uh, approved millions of dollars for this. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then another 9% to the juvenile detention center. Uh, 11% is supposed to go, it's known as capital projects. What that is, I don't know. Is that's going to whatever be? they think they need to build? Yeah, exactly. It's probably going to be another green zone or uh, you know water fountain or some kind of tourist pet project, so they can say they have something like in another city. Or which one of their friends does paving? And exactly. They need, they need roads paved, or they they want to build a new road and whatever. It's going to be the people who have their uh, grease, their, their skids greased by their friends in the city. Exactly. Uh, 7% goes to county employee health protection workers' compensation. So, you know, they don't, of course, the county employees, they don't have to, you know, deal with the health care system like we do. They, they get their own. Uh, and then 0.5%, which seems like small, but when you can consider how many millions of dollars this involves, it goes into uh, the library, the Scott Sebastian Regional Library, including expansion of the building if necessary. No, if necessary, huh? <laughs> they haven't talked to the guy here at Central Library, I guess. Yeah, and, and we don't know what books are up there. You know, usually right. with a lot of these libraries, there's a lot of books that need to be dealt with. So, and there's other percentages that go. Some it goes to you know the uh, the medical medical support, uh, the fire de- rural fire departments, which are oftentimes things that are deliberately neglected, so that then they can you know force taxpayers to fit the bill for that and then they usually add on a, a pet project along which is probably what this capital projects is uh, so that's the that's sebastian county alone yeah, yeah. all right well we'll come back we'll talk about the other two counties 
And the other two counties are? Well, the other is actually a city. It's a little town called Alma. It's actually near near the uh, Sebastian County. I forget which county it's in. And they're doing a tax extension. And then there's Pine Bluff, which has a millage increase going on. Yeah, I know what they are. I know where they're at. Yeah, Alma, I I go over there. Alma, I go over and stop at the... uh, the Cracker Barrel over there before I leave the state a lot of times. So oh. anyway, that's I've been been through Alma many many times. So they're trying to keep the keep the taxes up. Well, we'll talk about that when we get back. Nineteen minutes after ten, Kenny Wallace is here. Give them your different websites that they can go to, Kenny, so they can look at your material. Uh, Podbean and Rumble and YouTube, just the right angle. Uh, also, keep Arkansas legal on YouTube. Uh, I am on MeWe, Gab, and Parlor, uh, and of course I'm on Facebook. And, He's everywhere. Yeah, and I try to go live. I try to go to as many events as I can. Uh, I do, of course, have you know, various ways to fund me as well. I'm Fundly, Cash App. Uh, I'm, I'm actually live streaming right now on Facebook, so you can oh, get cool. me there. And so, lots of ways to find me and you know get informed of what's going on and help out any way you can all right we're going to get a break in here on the dave ellswick show that we come back kenny wallace is going to be with us for the hour i want to make a personal plea again if you're a businessman and you're looking to get yourself some real uh you know uh, get your name out the way to do that would be to talk to kenny and uh, work with him on how to uh help him get some more equipment uh he'd be happy i'm sure to do some some things for you so your name always appears up and people watch what he posts so this is your opportunity uh to get uh, as much exposure as possible and not cost you an arm and a leg maybe you're a small businessman you only got a few thousand dollars that you can spend here's where you can put that money and make uh, make good on it all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show i want to talk to kenny about uh the other two uh uh counties on these uh, tax increases they're trying to get through and then i want to come back and talk to him what we talked about earlier in the show you may not have heard it but the july revenue topped the 22 total by 27 million dollars what does that say to you they're over you're over taxing all right that thank you very much can you you and i see eye to eye on all of this stuff about taxation i'll just move that over to you so you got a chance to look at it 26 minutes after 10 okay so you said that uh hot springs is uh, or pine bluff has got this going on what yep. what exactly is happening there they are doing what's known as a millage increase this is a tax on property mm-hmm. and so they are uh mainly doing this uh to uh, fund a new school so basically it's going to be like it just like north little rock a big taj mahal looking uh facility uh where they can uh indoctrinate kids and not teach them and in addition to uh increasing the, ta- the taxes on your property and one of the things that these uh tax increase supporters will say that it only costs you a few dollars and they'll base it just upon your property oftentimes just your house mm-hmm. but it also hits businesses and those costs will then go to you. Oh, wow. And, like, how many businesses do they got in Pine Bluff? I don't know if they're flocking down there to open new businesses as we're speaking. Not really. So, uh, of course, you want to make sure that you have as anti-business a business climate as you can. 
so you'll make sure that businesses don't even want to come. Exactly. Or uh, And the ones that are there are more likely to shut down and move somewhere else. Right. Uh, the they did a uh, the Pine Bluff School Board voted unanimously to hold a special election, and they're asking for a 6.0 mil tax increase for school construction and renovation. Uh, and this is a, a state of the heart, and say a state of the art high school. It will include new classrooms, a safe room, an arena, an auditorium on the grounds of the current school, uh, and of course this would. Uh, with this auditorium that they want to build, is it going to be big enough so that they can have their graduation there? Is that what they're saying? I assume so. Uh, and, of course, the, one thing I didn't even know this was happening until I happened to be in Pine Bluff, and I saw someone had put a a yard sign to vote against it at the uh, a corner there right near Walt the Murphy USA off of one of the interstates here. I was like, oh, that's going on. Because I knew about the other ones. I'd, I'd found them online. But this, uh, again, they're trying to mainly sneak this under the radar. Uh, I don't know if there's any organization or, or group that's fighting against. Must be someone if they got a sign out. Yeah, yeah, maybe there is. I just haven't been able to find them. Uh, on regarding the one in Sebastian County, there's a group called Hay Barling, and there's a lady by the name of Shauna Bell. And if you go to Hay Barling and look at her Facebook page, she's basically the person, as far as I can tell, is leading an effort to fight against the the one in Sebastian County. Uh, she's got the sample ballot. Uh, the uh, apparently there's also been an increase in uh, sanitation fees there and I think the little town of Barling which is one of the towns that will be affected by this so you know all that's being done as well and on top bottom of that, line nickel and diming you to death that's exactly, exactly what they're going to do uh, when we come back I'll tell you when these elections are coming up we'll get on it and uh, I just found out about it yesterday because I I thought, oh, stupid me, I haven't looked into this. Uh, I thought, no more special elections. Woo-hoo, okay, I can dig that. Well, they're gonna, they gave them a little bit of a reprieve, and uh, the ones that think they can get it passed are making a big in-run for it right now. Okay, so let me bring this Pine Bluff tax up to you. To, there's a good story from KARK on their website about this, uh, and it says, Neighbors in Pine Bluff are speaking out on where their tax dollars are being spent. After voters rejected two sales tax initiatives in May, it's three months ago, folks, May this year, they're now back on the ballot. One proposal tackles public safety initiatives, while the other raises funds for Go Forward Pine Bluff, a nonprofit working to provide the city a boost. Go Forward currently receives funds from a 5 8 sales tax passed in 2017. The special election will determine if that will continue. Uh, leaders of Go Forward Pine Bluff previously had said that they have already invested about $18 million into the city, but the NAACP has opposed the tax from the beginning. The NAACP said the tax doesn't allow the community to have a say in where their money is being spent. They add they're frustrated that there is yet another vote after the community already gave their input back in May. 
Uh, the NAACP feels that it is an insult to the people who have already voted to put it back on the ballot three months after the people have voted. Makes no sense, said the president of the Pine Bluff NAACP, Ivan Whitfield. And I'll see if I can't get Mr. Whitfield on early next it week. It gets even better. Guess what happened in November of 2022? They defeated it they then, get, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Unbelievable. They're going on about every three months, every three or four months. Exactly. That's one of the issues on why we needed to stop these special election tax increases because one of the things the, these communities were doing, I think in Sheridan, in the, in the, in within a span of four years, they had attempted three of these. But that's pretty much all they do. They just keep putting it on the ballot, putting it on the ballot, putting it on the ballot, and they keep... You know, and every time they need it, they need it less. I know it says here in November they tried a 0.9 mil increase, and they supposedly needed that, and now they only apparently need 0.6. I don't know what they tried for in, in May, but uh, every time these tax increases get defeated, somehow they 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 didn't need as much money as they claim they did. So right, of the, course, exactly. So right off the bat, you know, they, they lied because they don't need any of it. Exactly. Let's be honest about exactly. it. I mean, I. I already read one other article that you always see about, well, we're going to use some of this dollars to fix the school up. Well, we mm-hmm. we need to fix the school up. And I forget what it's called, all, our school, our town or something. Yeah, like they that. usually make up some name. You go into Arkansas, uh, I think, uh, what is it, the financial bank, and you'll see all these committees and save our kids and save our schools. And, and it's just, a, you know, it's some pack that's set up usually it's bankrolled by uh the the region of local chamber of commerce and then some other nefarious groups that could probably pay for a lot of this stuff themselves if they actually cared uh and then they they you know hire some consultant firm to put a bunch of slick mailers and which oftentimes get uh handed over to kids uh, oftentimes the the teachers in and the, the schools and, the schools they will indoctrinate the kids which is a whole nother thing because now when those kids grow up they go well that's how you save schools is Man, you get that was, tax money. that was that was such a huge thing they did in north little rock mm-hmm. i remember how many that was incredible with that said what was uh, now pine bluff we've covered it who else is out there we've got we've got fort smith basically we got pine bluff and who else uh, Alma's a little town there oh, that's, that's right. also doing okay. one, and those and again these are the three that I know about. So there could be half a dozen others that are going on that I just haven't heard of. I know that I think it was Mountain Home uh, had there was multiple efforts to push tax increases up there, um, and of course this is just the ones for August eighth. There's probably lots of other cities and counties that are thinking about putting one on November. The big one being Little Rock, but again. You know, your local town could be meeting right now to, or meeting coming up to, to talk about putting a special election tax increase. And like I said, you letting a few people know may make the difference. Uh, I know in Jonesboro they, they did their thing with their libraries where they, uh, they, they made a considered effort to stop any tax increases that were going on there. And what I loved about Jonesboro is that the, the people that were behind that, attempt a tax increase that uh, they were told to, to stand down about that and they kept pushing it mm-hmm. and because they pushed it so hard not only did the people not vote for the pass, pass they voted to cut the funding to mm-hmm. the library yep and exactly. they they tried to make that sound like uh, they wanted to defund the library and that was not the case they were just saying hey you can do it with l- less money now exactly exactly the library is still there 
there's actually uh, what I'm hoping for is a lot more of these you know, tax decreases get put on the ballot. Uh, and, and yes, and of course, you can put them on a general election because they didn't probably pass overwhelmingly. Uh, a lot of these organizations, a lot of times whether these tax increases are passed or defeated is whether or not there is a, lo- a con- active uh, concerned citizen group in the area. To I help get a few votes out because it doesn't take a lot of votes to beat them mm-hmm. because all they've got is they've got their people in their little insular little groups they go out and vote because they know for a fact that they're going to vote for the taxes. You just got to get enough people by to, to beat them. Exactly. If you have a local group uh, like Reopen Arkansas, which is mainly in Saline County, and they mainly fought against the COVID stuff, but I'm sure if there was a tax increase ever put there, they would fight against it. In Jonesboro, it used to be called the Northeast Arkansas Tea Party, and I forget what the group is now. Uh, but they're, they're a group up there in Jonesboro that, in addition to helping elect Dan Sullivan, did those accomplishments in defeating the tax increase and then the, the funding of the libraries. Uh, years ago, when I fought against and defeated the Bryant Millage tax, which was defeated by eight votes, and you did a great job <laughs> on that. There was say. a yeah, there was a Saline County Tea Party there years ago, and I remember them. And then, but then what happens is that they came back. They they at, when they first pushed it, they needed 107 million dollars, and then they pushed it the second time. They quote unquote needed 93 million dollars. The problem there was the Saline County Tea Party had kind of fallen apart, mainly because a lot of people there were in their 80s, and they kind of just you know not been involved anymore. And so well, they and, probably were dead. Yeah, and uh, they push also now these special elections. Oftentimes they'll spend a lot of money. They're like full-fledged campaigns, and so it, we weren't able to defeat it the second time. But it, the way to beat these is to, and the, a lot of other issues is to have an active conservative group in your area that regularly meets, that's organized, that you know follows Robert's Rule of Order, uh, the Faulkner County conservative group. I, I don't know if it's still called the Tea Party or not, uh, but they they meet over I think at Larry's Pizza once a, I think once a week yeah. or they did. Um, and then in Fort Smith, there was uh, there was a, a tax increase there a few years ago for the Marshall Museum, and a guy there named Joe McCutcheon uh, led the effort in defeating that. Been been on my show many many times. Joey has yeah, and so uh, more about FOIA than anything else. And then in Monticello years ago, there was a tax increase. A guy there named Jim Hall who was living there at the time, he had a local conservative group, and I. I, along with some other activists, got some phone numbers from uh, the, uh, off the election rolls and called people and defeated that one. In uh, Benton County, there was a the Libertarian group there, uh, along with Americans of Prosperity, defeated the tax increase that they supposedly needed to fix the courthouse. So the Benton County Libertarian showed up at one of the meetings and said, hey, look, here's a plan to reform the courthouse. It doesn't cost anything. And so... Oftentimes you'll find when they supposedly need these repairs to these you know, facilities that they deliberately neglected, uh, turns out, no, there's a, usually an alternative plan that they, uh, that they can do without raising taxes. And so, again, the best thing is to get an active group. If you can, try to get a, a local uh, Arkansas Republican County Committee to get involved because, I mean, you have the Republican Party of Arkansas. They're supposed to be against taxes, uh, but sometimes, you know, it kind of depends on the committee there if they're actually going to be active in fighting against it or not. And, of course, a lot of things, part of this effort to defeat these things in the few, and other issues in the future is getting a conservative Republican Party 
uh, which is why I'm hoping on August 19th we get a Sarah Dunklin for RPA chair because she's been involved in setting up a lot of these local committees to where they're right. not just there but active to where, you know, it's not just a boring meeting and, uh, you know, okay, you'll, you'll be free foot soldiers for the next, uh, you know, rhino in, in the upcoming election and then, you know, do nothing but, you know, really active. Just to jump in here what you're talking about with, with Sarah and with uh, Joe Wood, who is also running. Uh, for the uh, state chair Uh, just so you'll know we're working hard at getting the camera set up and I want to have both of them on Mm -hmm. to talk about it but I'm not going to do it until we get the cameras up and they should be up hopefully Friday so that gives me a couple of weeks to get them in here and get on the on on board with us because uh, that uh, the uh, well, the the dinner and then the uh, the, the vote on the uh, state meetings coming up here in August 19th. just a couple of weeks. So we'll want to make sure that we give everybody an opportunity to hear from both the candidates about what their vision is for the Republican Party. Exactly, and I you know they're both great people, uh, Joseph. When we talk about these counties spending money, I think he cut a million dollars in the oh, in Washington, yeah, in Washington County, and then came back and got reelected and cut a half a million dollars. Yeah, and also stood up to the COVID mandate. A lot of yeah. county governments didn't do that, which is another reason why they need uh, their, some of their money cut. But when it comes to, uh, again, organizing these committees, which is the main job of the RPA chair, is to make sure, you know, especially these county uh, and district organizations get up and running conservative. Uh, Sarah Dunklin just has the resume for it. She's already the first district chair, and before that she was a Drew County uh, Drew ch- chair. And has, you know, yeah, very, she's over in my county. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, uh, you know, just Her has district, the resume. Right. Uh, and I would love for uh, Joseph Wood to be either the, the Republican Party of Arkansas, maybe treasurer if that position ever comes up, uh, or another regarding a budgeting issue. And he has a great resume for that. But, you know, uh, again, that's – and then besides the Republican Party, you know, find a local organization. Moms for Liberty chapters are in several places. They can often be in a, a group that can fight against this. You know, find a group of people to get involved and get organized and defeat these these and other issues. Okay, now we'll come back. We've got a, a, another small uh, slice that we get to do today with, uh, with my man here. Let's just ask if somebody wants to give you a call and so that you can give them kind of a, a little blueprint to follow. Can they do that? Yeah, I'll give out my cell number. Uh, I mainly do text because I'm oftentimes in my I'm on my non-political job. I'm actually on the phone, so I'm not able to uh, answer directly. It's numbers 501-749-4348. You can also email me at keeparkansaslegal at yahoo.com. And then I have a second email, uh, just the right angle at yahoo.com. Uh, Keep Arkansas Legal one's a little more famous. That's, uh, that was started years ago when I fought against illegal immigration. Uh, and so I kind of, and then I tried to start a you know, podcasting group called Just the Right Angle. And then, of course, I am on Facebook. I try to check Messenger every once in a while. I'll miss them, but I try to check my email at least once a day uh, to see what, you know, get incoming messages about what's going on. Well, the man can do what he says. I'm telling you right now, Kenny Wallace and I have known each other since 2010. That's when we basically started uh, uh, working together on uh, different issues, and we've done different issues over uh, the last 13, 14 years. So... 
Uh, just know 501-749-4348 is a number you can call. And what he'll do is he'll just say, as he's been saying here during this hour, check this, check that. He can give you some, some direction on how you can fight. And you don't have much time left if you've got these August elections coming up, yep. so you need to call him today. The last time I went by Sam's, it was 835 a gallon. It's still that? <laughs> oh, eight. And what am I talking about? Uh, two dollars and thirty-five cents. Is it still two thirty-five? Uh, it's probably over three by now, but that's everywhere. Yeah. And that's the cheapest you can get. All right. Just know I'm going by. I'll go by on my way home. I need to fill up today, so I'll probably stop by and get in line and sit and sit and sit. Burn up much gas sitting there while I'm waiting to fill up <laughs> that I'd save money and not fill it up in Cabot, whatever. All right, back with Kenny Wallace. We're at the last few minutes here of uh, the Dave Ellswick Show for a Thursday. Tomorrow, don't forget, Robert Steinbach joins me, Chris Corbett, first couple hours. We'll talk about uh, things from uh, dealing with uh, the, the the world of, of uh, you know, you got two guys that are uh, lawyers and one guy who is a, a teacher of law. We'll have them with us to do their thing uh, and to talk to us about, uh, well, maybe a a good thing to talk about would be overtaxation. I mean, look, we know we're getting overtaxed. We need a special session. I think that the governor is already talking about doing that. I, uh, I would highly recommend it, and I would highly recommend that we cut taxes uh, during that time. We're at four, seven right now, 4.7. Be nice if they took it down uh, somewhere around 4.4, 4.3 and then look to do it again next year because they're already showing that they're going to probably pull in more money than they need. We might be able to reach to, you know, no no, uh, no state income tax quicker than they ever thought they could, Kenny. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, get rid of the income tax, among other things. Oh, one the thing I didn't – I thought the uh, Jefferson County meeting was last uh, – was today. It was actually last week. Um and then they're having a, a Jefferson County Lincoln Reagan dinner uh, coming up on the tenth. So I just uh, I mentioned that I mixed that up. Sorry about that. Uh, but the nineteenth is the summer state committee meeting. Uh, it's eight thirty to one. I'm actually not. I assume it's going to be uh, in either Little Rock or North Little Rock area. Yeah, they had. I think they said they're going to have it right over at the uh, Republican uh, headquarters. That's going to be a lot of people uh, in that small building. Yeah, the Reagan Rockefeller dinner will be at the Statehouse Convention yes. Center, uh, and that's, that's the night before. Yeah, and they're going to their guest speaker is Kevin McCarthy, which I don't know. I'm not that excited about. I am. Saying. God, why wouldn't you be? Come on now, let's be honest. Maybe he'll say we're we're ready to impeach Biden. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, but this has been so long. Uh, Maybe they'll talk about something to do with regarding some of these other rhinos that were involved in some of the other stuff in Congress. But uh, Friday is the Reagan Rockefeller dinner, and I think there's tickets there. I forgot how much they are. And then Saturday is the general meeting, is the big meeting where they're going to decide who's going to be the RP chair. There's also rules and resolutions you can pass. Uh, there's probably going to be one regarding uh, closed primaries. There was an attempt to do that in the winter committee meeting, but it failed. Uh, uh, mainly due to 
I guess, you know, lobbying and efforts. But since then, there's been a lot of changes in several committees. A lot of conservatives have replaced what we call the, the consultant class. Uh, and your state legislatures also have a vote in this because they're basically members of this summer committee meeting. Oh, so yeah. you can call your state legislators just like you would regarding a, a piece of the legislation and tell them how to vote. Um, of course, uh, one of the things I would like to see in a, I would like to see a special session in addition to cutting taxes is one that's been pushed over and something I filmed I think two days ago was the, these crypto facilities. Well, there's going to be a big. There's going to be another big meeting about that. I'm working on hopefully getting uh, several people on here to talk about it because I understand the problems with them. Yep. And we've talked about them. The noise levels are ridiculous, and it it causes problems with the power grid. Mm-hmm. And of course, the overall goal it seems to only benefit, uh, you know, either criminals or the the globalists that want to control our currency. Uh, I mean, and when I when I first heard about this, the first thing I thought of was Sam Bankman Fried, uh, this guy from Ukraine who had this company called FTX, and apparently he laundered a bunch of money that ended up going to the Democrat Party of Arkansas and to John Bozeman, uh, Arkansas Republican senator. And then once once that was found out, it got the money got donated to various nonprofits. But you have to wonder, you know, how did how did that happen? How did a you know, this scam artist who, who, by the way, was originally charged and now I think is getting a pass while Trump's getting all these in, indictments against him. This Sam Bankman Fry guy is getting a pass. Uh, how did this money end up going to these organizations that should, you know, keep up with that stuff? Uh, and so that's one of the other reasons why you want to vote down these tax increases is that uh, a lot of these big organizations, these going green energy scams and these crypto mining facilities and other you know these public private partnerships are able to find a way to bypass uh these taxes and so mom and pop stores get forced out because they can't handle the tax burden but these shady organizations that have political connections are able to get in and so that's when you're fighting against a local tax increase you're, you're defending you know a small part of the way america used to be uh, you're, you're defending, you know, free market capitalism, and you're fighting against crony capitalism. Oh yeah, there's a plenty of crony capitalism. We've talked about that here on the show for years, and uh, I mean, uh, people should be up to date on what's going on as far as that goes. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon intelligence agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.